Good morning, everyone. My name is Guichun Zhen, and I'm a research tutor at OCMS. It is really good to be with you this morning. I used to worship at MRC for several months before the pandemic broke out. And I still remember that the presence of God was there. And I loved the sermons, which were Bible-based and gospel-centered, with clear application points for those who want to follow Christ as true disciples. Praise God for that. And thank you, Don, and all the leaders at MRC for inviting me as your speaker this morning uh, for the series of Global Grace. I pray that the Lord will speak to all of us. We are living in a new normal that changes from week to week. And as a result, uh, individuals, businesses, governments, and organizations have been developing different kinds of mechanism for many unprecedented challenges. Naturally, people's level of fear, anxiety, depression, and intolerance is increased due to uncertainty in all aspects of our lives and in all areas of our society. So I do believe that it's a time for Christians to examine where we place our confidence and to meditate the meaning of trusting in God. Today we read 1 Chronicles chapter 18 verses from 1 to 13 which informs that David won every single battle wherever he went. Verse 1 says that he went to Gath, which is the west of Canaan, and he fought against the Philistines, and he won the battle. In verse 2, David fought against the Moabites, and he won the battle. Moab is the eastern part of Canaan. And in verse 3 and 5, he went to Hamath and Damascus, which means he went to the north. And in verse 12, he went to Edom, which is the southern part of Canaan. And he fought against the uh, Edomites and he won the battle as well there. So he went to the west and east and north and south to fight against his many kinds of enemies and he won all the battles. Before David was enthroned, these countries were so powerful and often they attacked the Israelites. But the situation has been reversed since David became the second king of Israel. David conquered all those countries and subdued them. And some of the countries began to bring some tributes on a regular basis. And eventually, the kingdom of Israel has become so big and wide and expanded. So what was the secret that David could win every single battle wherever he went? As we know, David was a brave man. He fought against wild animals to protect his father's sheep. 
and he was brave enough to fight against Goliath when he was a teenager. David had many different kinds of battle experiences, and he was competent in military actions and tactics. And also he had many well-trained army officers and soldiers who were so loyal to David. So David had many good and positive factors to win battles. But the Bible says that those were not the fundamental reason that he could win all the battles wherever he went. Of course, these factors could contribute positively toward some of the victories, but not all the victories. Then, what was the underlying reason that David could win all the battles? The text we read this morning clearly says that the Lord gave David victory wherever he went. Not only once, but twice, in verse 6 and 13. Then there is a question in our mind. Why God gave David victory every time? In my conclusion, after reading that text, David placed his confidence only in God. He did not trust in anything else, but only in God. There is a clue in verse 4. So let's read verse 4 again. David captured a thousand of chariots and seven thousand charioteers and twenty thousand foot soldiers. He hamstrung all but a hundred of the chariot horses. David captured a thousand of chariot horses and cut hamstrings of 900 horses. In other words, he disabled 90% of the horses that he had captured. From the perspective of people in the world, he was a crazy man. What does common sense say in this case? He could keep them for the next battle. He could become stronger if he kept all of them for himself and for the country. However, David refused the common sense and he disabled 90% of the horses that he had captured. And there is a question in our mind again. Why David did so? I believe that David knew that God commanded in the law that king must not have many horses. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 17 verses from 16 to 19. Before we read it, let me explain uh, the background of this chapter. This word was spoken by Moses in Moab before the Israelites entered into Canaan. And God knew that one day the Israelites would require a king for themselves because all other surrounding countries had already their kings and they looked powerful and secure in the monarchy system. 
So, knowing this, God gave these guidelines for the future kings of Israel. So let's read uh, from verse 16. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. When he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is right to for himself on a scroll a copy of this law. So I presume that David, he made a copy of this law on a scroll. And then look at verse 19. It is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life. So David, he made a copy of this particular law on a scroll, and he kept it with him, and he read it on a regular basis to be reminded of what God said to him as a king of Israel. Knowing this, David hamstrung the most of horses that he had captured to obey the law. And then there is a question why God did not allow kings of Israel to have many horses. Let us find the answer from a historical event in the Old Testament. That is written in Joshua chapter 11. Uh, before we read it, let me explain the background of the chapter again. Joshua had conquered the middle parts and southern parts of Canaan in the process of conquering Canaan, and only the northern part of Canaan was left. So that all the kings in the northern parts of Canaan were united under the authority of Yabin, king of Hazor, to fight against the Israelites. It was the last battle, but the biggest battle in the process of conquering Canaan. The Bible says that the number of the united troops and chariots was as numerous as the sand on the seashore in verse 4. So it was a huge battle. In that situation, God spoke to Joshua this particular message. Verse 6, the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, because by this time tomorrow I will hand all of them slain over to Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Merom and attacked them. And the Lord gave them into the hands of Israel. They defeated them and pursued them all the way to Great Sidon, to Mizraphoth Maim, and to the valley of Mizpah on the east, until no survivors were left. Joshua did it to them as the Lord had directed. He hamstrung their horses and burnt their chariots. In that 
situation before the war, God said to Joshua two things. Do not be afraid. I will deliver them into your hands by this time tomorrow. Second one, you must hamstring all their horses and burn their chariots. I told you that it was the last battle, and after this battle, they are going to divide the land to allocate each tribe to different parts of the land. When they settle down in the, uh, uh, in the land, they would need a defense system. So keeping horses and chariots would be so useful for them to build up their own strong defense system for themselves from the hands of enemies around the country. So it's, it is reasonable, it is common sense to capture all of the horses and chariots and keep them for their future defense system. But God says, do not have any of them. Hamstring the horses and on the chariots. What is the message of God in the command? God said to Israel like this, You do not need to rely on the strength of the horses and chariots after you settle down in the promised land. Do not be afraid of your enemies around you. It doesn't matter how strong they are, how many they are. I am your king. I am your protection. I fight for you. Don't you remember that I have fought for you since you came out of Egypt? In fact, Joshua chapter 10 verse 12, 42 says, The Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. It was God who gave them victory all the time since they came out of Egypt. It's not their defense system. It's not about their military tactics. But God gave them victory because God fought for themselves in all the battles. And God said a number of times to the Israelites in the Old Testament, the battle does not belong to you, but belong to me. So, God's message was very clear to the kings of Israel. Do not have many horses and chariots, but trust in God alone and place your confidence only God and God alone. However, as we know, the kings of Israel did not trust in God by obeying this particular law. Sometimes they depended on their own power and wisdom, and they also depended on their diplomatic relationships with other powerful surrounding countries such as Egypt, Assyria, or Babylon. So, God hated the kings of Israel who did not trust in Him but trust in the strength of horses. And He condemned their diplomatic relationship with other powerful surrounding countries. And one of the examples is from Isaiah chapter 31 verse 1. It says, War to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, 
who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Most of the kings in the northern kingdom of Israel and southern kingdom of Judah, they depended on the power of horses and on the relationship with other surrounding powerful countries. But they did not look to the Holy One of Israel, who was their king and protection and help. But David was different. He trusted only in God. He looked the Holy One of Israel and sought help only from him. David knew that every single battle of Israel belonged to God. He knew this from when he was very young. He confessed it when he fought against Goliath. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 47 says, All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. David learned from his many experiences that only God could give him victory. And David composed many psalms, but some, one of them is Psalm 18, uh, which I like so much. Chapter 18, verse 1 and 2 says like this, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My, my God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And its title is like this. He sang to the Lord the words of this song when he was delivered from the hands of all his enemies. David confessed that, Lord, you are my strength, my rock, my refuge, my stronghold, and my horn of salvation. Victory in my life is from you, Lord. So he feared God and he totally trusted God in all situations. God loves those who place confidence only in him. Psalm 147 verse 10 and 11 says, God's pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. David feared God, and he put his hope only in God's unfailing love by disabling horses and chariots. And this is the reason that God gave David victory wherever he went. He was the man after God's own heart. So what can we apply from this message? I want to ask you a question. What is the thing that you have to disable in your life?
in order to fully trust in God. As we know, Solomon was different from David. And Solomon's life was exactly opposite to the life of David. 1 Kings chapter 10 verse 26 says, Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. David cut hamstrings of horses whenever he captured them. But Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. And he built many cities for chariots. Not only horse or chariots, but also he had many wives and he accumulated all the silver and gold for himself. This is the reason that Solomon failed in terms of founding God and honoring God. Apostle Paul, he had many things in which he can place his confidence. But he regarded all those things as rubbish. So let's read Philippians chapter 3 from verses 4 to 8. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, i.e. now consider loss for the sake of Christ, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surprising worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. What is the thing that you need to disable to fully trust in God and to gain Christ? Not only for this pandemic situation, but also for our spiritual journey with God. Let's identify the areas or things in our lives that we may rely on more than God and disable one by one. Cut its hamstrings to be fully dependent on God and God alone to gain Christ. May God bless you all.